Welcome to the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. My name is Dr. Adriana Popescu. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist and leader in the field of mental health, energy psychology, addiction, trauma, and empowerment. In this podcast, we will be exploring mental health from a variety of perspectives, from the spiritual to the shamanic and beyond. What if mental illness isn't everything we think it is? What if everything we see as a pathology is actually a possibility? What else is possible with mental health? Hi, everyone. Welcome. So glad you guys could be here with me today or whenever you are watching this in the future. Um, Yeah, I wanted to just um, pop on in the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities group and, and open it up to people joining us on the Zoom if they want. Uh, because we just celebrated a milestone with the podcast, which is we had 5,000 downloads. So I think that's pretty exciting. And it was very cool to see, you know, two years of, of, of working on this project. Um, and, you know, Bert, it's like my baby, you know, I, I brought it from, you know, nothing into like labor pains and delivered it. And it's been out in the world now for two years and people are watching and listening and seemingly getting a lot out of it. So um, I just wanted to celebrate that and take a look at kind of where we are, where we've been and where we're going. That's amazing, Dr. Adriana. And to start out that, I'd like to, to ask you a question. Like for you, what were the most fun moments on the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities? Is there were so many. I I honestly think every episode is fun because what I really enjoy um, as a lifelong student and seeker and explorer of possibilities and especially healing possibilities, I just love learning. I love meeting these people and hearing their stories. And pretty much everyone I think who's come on the podcast has a story of their own that led them to seek out the techniques or um you know, healing that they needed for themselves. Uh, Many people like myself on the podcast had various illnesses or ailments or mental health issues. And um, the traditional treatment approaches didn't work for them. And so they went outside the bounds of conventional psychotherapy, uh, psychiatry, Western medicine, and uh, were able to discover ways to heal their bodies, their minds, Uh, their hearts and their spirits. And so I feel a real kinship with a lot of the folks that we've had on the podcast. Um, A lot of them have been people I've known, which has also been great to have like people like my own mentors and people who um, guided me in my process of over 20 years of working with these techniques myself. So people like Dr. Larry Nims, you know, who um, was on my dissertation committee and and taught me all about BSAT Free Fast. Uh, Dr. Scott Walker, who developed NET, neuroemotional technique, um, lots of the people from the energy psychology world. Um, you know, I can <laughs> I consider them the OGs of energy psychology, you know, like the, the real greats, the pioneers, people who, especially, um, and Dr. Dane here, oh my goodness, that was amazing having him on. Uh, just so many people that have inspired me that have developed these methods that have affected the lives of so many people and given people hope that if they are struggling with something that they can actually find methods and tools and things to change that. Because, you know, my perspective is as an energy psychologist, everything is fundamentally energy. Our thoughts, our emotions, 
our physical sensations, everything is energy. Energy is always in motion. It's malleable. We can change it. So anything that's not working for us, we actually, if we get the right tools and we have the right motivation to want to change those things, we can. And that's really the empowering piece that is probably the most fun part of the whole thing is to just empower people that, to know that they have choice and they have tools and they have other possibilities that are available to them. If you've been given a diagnosis, for example, a mental health diagnosis, um, I was just recent, I was interviewed on a podcast recently um, for Cal Psychiatry, which is the organization here in California. It's a group of psychiatrists who are more forward-minded and a little bit more progressive. We recently had Dr. Juliet Morgan from the San Francisco office um, speak with us on the podcast. And I said to uh, Josephine, the woman who runs the organization who interviewed me, I said, you know, people get these diagnoses like bipolar disorder or depression, anxiety, whatever it is. And oftentimes they're told, you know, much as I was told with my Lyme disease, you have a disease and you're never going to heal from it or you're never going to, um, you know, be cured of it. And the best you can do is learn how to manage the symptoms of it. That is really the prevailing paradigm for so many conditions, diabetes, cancer, all kinds of things. You know, if it doesn't kill you, you're at best going to have to learn how to live with it. And I just don't buy that. I don't, I know that's not always the case for everyone. Um, I changed my condition and that showed me that it was possible. And then I started meeting other people and working with other people and in my trainings and working with clients, I would hear other stories of people having these miraculous, you know, recoveries from all kinds of different conditions. And when we look back on the podcast, you know, for these 54 episodes we've put out, um, we hear that over and over again, that you can recover from these conditions. It's not a death sentence or you're doomed to life with this. You can actually recover from it. So that message of hope, that message of empowerment, is really one of the greatest gifts that I think the kaleidoscope of possibilities has to offer. That's incredible. I can imagine like the feeling of accomplishment and also like the, I guess this is also an acknowledgement of how many people you'll like touch with, with the podcast and with the guests that you invited to them. Like this is like you multiplying the change, like exponentializing it and getting that message to more and more people. And this is this is really beautiful, personally. Yes, thank you. And you're welcome. And continuing on that, like, what do you get on the show that makes people really resonate with it? Like, what is the thing that makes the show so popular and so many people likes it so much for you? I think because it's relatable, you know? And we're being real, we're being our authentic. I'm always being my authentic self when I'm interviewing folks. and. Um, you know, it's interesting, the feedback I get oftentimes after the podcast with the guests is that was so easy. That was actually really fun. You know, I remember um, both with Tapas uh, uh, Fleming with the TAT and we were just laughing a lot. Um, Mary Sice was also, I ran into her at the Energy Psychology Conference and she was like, that was so much fun. And Suzanne Connolly with TFT, I ran into both of them and Dawson Church and a number of the ASEP folks um, at the conference a few weeks ago. And they were just like, it was so much fun being on your podcast. You're, you're so easygoing. And I felt really connected to you and, and I really liked what we were talking about. So I think it's that, it's just being myself and, uh, and creating a space where they can be themselves, where, you're not putting on 
you know, oftentimes when we do an interview or we're giving a presentation, you know, we put on our professional serious face and I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in really getting to know the real person behind, you know, this, this work. And so I think that's also unique, you know, so it feels like, hey, this is someone who's maybe struggled with some of the things I've struggled with. Um, Julia, Julia Sotis was lovely on the podcast, you know, and she was so vulnerable in sharing about some of her mental health struggles. And, you know, before she discovered access and talked to the entities, some of the things that she struggled with, I just really appreciated how open and honest she was with us. And I think that that, um, again, makes it relatable. And then if you can see someone else who has struggled, come out the other side and you know, you see them being happy and healthy and all of that, then maybe it gives you hope that you can also, you know, move through your challenges and, and find ways to live an easier, more peaceful life. Thank you so much for sharing that, Adriana. And continue on that topic, life of, like, of guests. Do you have a wish list? of topics that you would still want to talk about on the podcast and like guests too that you want to invite like for the I future? have a yeah there's a document we that I keep with all my ideas it's probably about 10 pages long so we're nowhere near being done with the podcast and what I want to explore um some of the topics are sometimes it's topics and sometimes it's specific people that I would love to interview um but some of the topics uh I would love to explore the Enneagram um, that's actually a modality that's used quite a bit in, um, and in some circles, uh, around here, especially here in California. Um, and actually Russ Hudson was featured, who's like one of the top, you know, Enneagram folks. He was actually at our energy psychology conference as a keynote speaker, which I thought was really cool. Um, I'd love to talk with him, uh, or someone else in, in that area of expertise, um, neurodiversity, is a really um, popular term right now. You know, we're no longer uh, saying people have things like learning disorders, right? Because it's so pathologizing. Neurodiversity, um, we're different. Our brains neurologically are different and we learn differently and we um, experience things differently and communicate differently. I love that term. And there's some folks I'd like to talk with about that. I think there's still so much more we could be learning about nutrition and how our our physical health really impacts our mental health. Um, Dr. Morgan talked about um, MCAS, mast cell activation syndrome. That seems to be such a huge topic right now. It's something we didn't know about when I was sick with Lyme disease, but it's basically um, you know, how these blood cells, the mast cells are part of your immune system and how they create inflammation. They're overactive and they create inflammation and they're looking at all kinds. They're kind of looking at every disease and illness and thinking this, must be, this might be an underlying cause of it because of the level of inflammation it's causing. So when you have, for, for example, inflammation in the brain, that might show up as mental health symptoms, maybe psychosis, maybe depression, anxiety, some of the things we've talked about. Um, I want to keep exploring the science. You know, we're learning more and more about trauma. I talk a lot about how trauma um, impacts the brain. So now that we have things like MRIs and we can look at people's brains, you know, with um, these scans and things, we have a better understanding of what is really happening for folks. And we're realizing that, you know, what we thought was one thing, you know, might actually be another. Maybe it's not just about serotonin imbalances in your brain. We know that serotonin, there's more produced in your gut. So what else is happening with the body that's 
showing up as um, mental health symptoms, right? Uh, I'd like to learn more about that. I've been um, working with da uh, Dr. David Feinstein, who is one of the OGs of energy psychology, more on the research side of things. And he's married to the lovely Donna Eden, who's the creator of energy medicine and energy healing, and also one of these OGs of uh, energy psychology. And so I would love to talk with them more about the research and about Donna's come up with so many techniques about um, how to heal with energy. And she's just such a joyful, radiant being. I would love to have her on the show. Um, so, and, and David, uh, we also ran into each other at the conference and he's really been supporting me in getting, you know, he, he was um, one of the peer reviewers for my paper on energy psychology and addiction. And he's really kind of mentoring me and supporting me in getting out there um, in the more professional realm and seeing if we can uh, maybe you know open up some uh, professionals' minds to these techniques, because that's really another uh, target of my show is to expose other mental health and healing professionals to these approaches, these more holistic approaches, and to show them that hey, there's so many other pieces to look at here, um, because the traditional paradigm. You know, I was just saying to someone yesterday, cognitive behavioral therapy is great if you're calm and you have the ability to reflect on your thought process. But if you're highly anxious, if you're panicked, if you're in the middle of a panic attack, CBT isn't gonna help you because it's not that part of your, this part of your brain that CBT is working with is offline. You know, the primitive parts of your brain have taken over um, and you're in a fight, flight, freeze response. You've got to be able to regulate someone's nervous system first before you can even go to something like CBT. And you have to teach people emotional, Self, we talk about this in energy psychology, you have to um, teach someone emotional self-regulation tools before you can go into the deeper stuff. We do this at the rehab, Avery Lane, where we you know, talked with Camille, uh, the founder and CEO of Avery Lane about how we use our holistic therapies there. The first thing we've got to do is help settle these people's nervous systems down. Then we can start doing the deeper work of exploring their trauma, how their trauma has led to addiction, um, and, you know, some other more empowered perspectives on how to heal from that trauma and recover from their addiction without these pathologizing, you know, terms like got a disease that you're going to have for the rest of your life and it's only going to get worse and you've got character defects that, you know, you have to address and just the very disempowering language, you know, TJ Woodward, one of my favorites, um, you know, who's been on the show twice. Uh, you know, with conscious recovery, we talk about that, you know, that um, maybe addiction was a brilliant strategy that you use that at some point in time worked for you, but now isn't working so well anymore. I love that approach. It's so much more empowering than saying someone is defective or broken. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's unbelievable to me. Uh, <laughs> some of the things with the traditional paradigm. Um, I would love to see more cross-cultural and traditional healing methods. You know, we explored with Ben Island, some Native American traditions. We've explored a little bit of shamanism. Um, I would have loved to have Dr. Malandoma Somme, um, who wrote that wonderful article about what a shaman sees in a mental institution. And Phil Borges, um, who was early on in the podcast, who directed the movie Crazy Wise, looking at psychosis from a different perspective and how in other cultures it's seen as a gift, you know, that the, that the spirits are... Have, have selected you to do healing work and they're trying to you know, communicate with you and, and, and support your gift. And how if you were in Africa, 
you know, with psychosis, you wouldn't be locked up in a mental institution. You would be celebrated and supported and, and given training and guidance from the medicine man or, or woman in, in the community. And unfortunately, I found out Dr. Somay um, had just, has just died in the last few months. So, um, you know, but I, I would have loved to have interviewed him. And, and um, uh, Stephanie Marone actually did interview him she was a podcast guest and uh, wrote about uh, his work in one of her many books on holistic uh, approaches to different mental health conditions. So, but I would still love to explore more traditional um, uh, healing methods from other cultures. I would love to continue to learn more about that. Um, and I think it would be really neat to get some more well-known people, maybe some famous people or celebrities because more and more you're hearing um, especially through social media, uh, people are, the stigma around mental illness is starting to go away. And so public figures are coming out and saying, yeah, hey, I've suffered with bipolar. I mean, I was just reading People Magazine and, you know, some, some famous person that I don't even know was writing about her bipolar disorder and what a challenge it was for her to get pregnant and go off her meds, you know, like, um, so public figures, I would love to interview some, you know, actors or or other folks in, in positions, you know, of, of public authority and, and, and people knowing them, I would love to hear more about their stories and their struggles and how maybe exploring alternative uh, healing paradigms um, has helped them. In fact, it's very interesting when if Paltrow um, sent out in her group um, to her group newsletter folks, she had um, an experience with another access consciousness facilitator, Dr. Lisa Cooney, um, who's also a psychologist and I've known her for years from when she was here in the Bay Area and we started Access around the same time. And um, she worked with Gwyneth on some stuff and, and Gwyneth found it really powerful, these Access Consciousness tools. So it's like, you know, I would love to see more of that happening. Uh, I would love the podcast to grow so that we could reach, you know, more people and, and have more. Because unfortunately, we live in an era where... Um, and I've been told this um, when I have attempted to get certain people on the podcast. Well, your show doesn't have enough followers. Your show doesn't have enough subscribers. So uh, it doesn't have enough reviews. So we think you're too small. And so we're not going to be on your podcast, which is really an unfortunate closed-minded perspective. But this is where you guys, the audience can help us. <laughs> um, and I'll do my little plug for that, you know, a little call to action. Anytime you like what you've heard or seen on the podcast, just share it or click like or subscribe or ratings, you know, the Apple ratings. It's, it would be great to have more five-star ratings or reviews. I would welcome that really um, gratefully if you guys could help us out because that's, and you know how the algorithms work in social media. The more people share and comment on stuff, the more they spread it so more people can see it because I think we have a visibility problem. I mean, we have I think there are millions of podcasts out there that I'm sure are all wonderful, but how do you find this podcast? You know, if you're not connected to me on social media in some way, it's, it's difficult. So I would love to see um, Kaleidoscope of Possibilities have a more prominent presence and more people to find it. That's really, that's really the thing. Cause this is educational. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, promote a whole lot of stuff here. Sometimes we do, obviously we want our guests to know that they have, um, the audience to know that they have uh, availability to do sessions or that with um, Jody Cohen, who recently was on uh, with her Vibrant Blue Oils. I actually ordered um, some of her oils 
Um, cause I was so impressed with what she was talking about. I've like, I got like four or five different ones and they are super powerful. And even just, you know, she told us about how you can put oils here on the back of the ear. This is, um, a point for your parasympathetic nervous system to help get you out of that fight flight response. And it's just like, you know, you can sniff them, you can rub them on your skin. They're really, really powerful. So I think it's great to, you know, without being too salesy, I'm never, never trying to be that. But, um, you know, to let people know that, hey, if you want to find out more about this, you know, you can contact this person or you can check out their website or their book or whatever it is they've created because they have the sim a similar mission as I do. Yeah, they may want to sell stuff, but they also want to help people. Everyone I've interviewed on the podcast is interested in helping people and creating greater possibilities for healing and empowerment um, through the various methods and, and the stories they they tell and all of that. So um, yeah, I even lost track of what the question was. I've been rambling for so long. <laughs> the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities podcast for sure has a great future. Like we were talking about its future and you nailed it. That was amazing. Yeah. And Adriana, regarding still the future, like what do you get is the future of mental health and what are you personally creating to contribute to that future? Well, I mean, I definitely have an investment in uh, energy psychology becoming far more accepted by traditional, you know, it's unfortunate, right? Um, <laughs> that there are still people in my own field that are so closed-minded and so wedded to the traditional approaches and not open to what, you know, because unfortunately, you know, it came from, specifically speaking to energy psychology, you know, it came from Eastern uh, healing modalities, Ayurvedic medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, talking 5,000 years of traditional healing. It wouldn't have made it that long if it didn't work, but because it was considered so woo-woo and weird and different, I mean, even yoga and acupuncture were considered that at one point, they're much more accepted now. I would like to see energy psychology method accepted in the same way. There's so much science that supports them. Um, Dr. Feinstein actually and I were corresponding the last few weeks because um, he wanted us to present at um, an APA conference um, in San Diego on addiction, present some of my data on uh, um, using energy psychology to treat addiction and trauma, the work that we did on the rehab, at the rehab that I wrote the paper on with his support and some of the research, you know, he's, um, he's uh, done a, a ton of reviews of the research, right? He's, uh, he does meta studies where you take like, a collection of research studies and you look at, you know, what is the collective data telling us? He's done a ton of these meta studies and he's just so well versed in, in all of the research and it's so compelling. And it's almost like there's this level of denial in my field. Like it couldn't possibly, it's too good to be true. It couldn't, you couldn't possibly have, you know, uh, effect sizes this big. You couldn't possibly have these percentages, like with, with the Rwanda, Rwandan orphans, you know, they went, Years ago, they went to Rwanda to work with the genocide um, victims, uh, uh, families, you know, kids who had grown up seeing their entire families murdered and experienced these tremendous, horrific traumas. And they go in there and they do one session of TFT, thought field therapy. Suzanne Connolly talked with us about it. And those kids, like 84% of those kids no longer met the criteria for PTSD. And they go back a year later and 68% of them have maintained their gains. And people look at that and say, that's too good to be true. You couldn't possibly get results like that. Something's wonky with your research or, you know, your method doesn't work. I, I, I have a hard time understanding that. 
You know, I, when I see Dawson church go on a video, there's a video on YouTube of him taking like a voltmeter or something, you know, something where you like, they use it in, I don't know, in electric, electrical work, right? You plug it in to see if there's a char electrical thing, charge happening. So he's taking the thing and he's putting it on an actual acupuncture point and the thing makes a noise because there's electricity there. And you put it on another point, no noise. That, the 10-year the research study from Harvard Medical School about basically validating acupuncture and the fact that it works and how when you're activating that point, it's sending a signal up to the to the amygdala and that can all be measured. And you're looking at people's brains and MRIs. Peta Stapleton, I'd love to get her on the show. Um, she's done all this work in Australia around food cravings and addiction. And, um, and they look at people's brains. You know, the this, this study is so elegant. They took people with food addiction issues and they, they put them in an MRI and they showed them pictures of their favorite foods. And they looked at what happens in their brain. And what you see is you see the pathway, the addictive pathways, the nucleons, accumbens, and the amygdala, and these different brain structures, they all light up. And then they have the people in the study do eight weeks of tapping, right? Tapping on acupuncture points for their food cravings, two hours a week, I think. Put them back in the MRI machine eight weeks later, show them the pictures of their craving, food craving foods, and their brain is quiet. It doesn't light up like that anymore. And then they follow up with them a year later, like, what happened to your chocolate bar addiction? Oh, I haven't had one of those in months, in a year, right? I mean, to me, it's inc in, incontroversial, like incontrovertible, whatever the word is. Like, you can't dispute it, right? Um, and yet there's still so much denial in our field. And there's so much um, invalidation of, of case studies and what we clinicians know. So what was told to us was, we find it very interesting um, and we'd like to know more about it, but there isn't enough research to really validate EP for addiction. So in other words, if we can't validate it with a research study, it's not real and we're not going to use it. To me, this is problematic without getting too controversial or really laying into it. I think there's a lot of politics around it. I think there's a lot of BS around it. And I'd like to see that change. I'd like to see that change in my field, that my field would open up to other healing methods, particularly in this climate where we are really um, trying to look at diversity right, and inclusion, let's, let's start including other healing modalities, including ones from other cultures, other traditions, and not just continue with this arrogance of Western medicine that is really quite so young in the grand scheme of things, um, thinking we have the answers to everything. Western medicine does not have, and Western psychiatry does not have the answers to, any, to everything, okay? Um, and so I would like to see more openness uh, on that and more willingness to embrace alternative perspectives on mental health. That was incredible. Thank you so much. And I guess, are, are we talking about them, of what's going on and what's going to happen in the next month, in the beginning of the next month or not? Yes. Or it's going yes. to be a surprise. No, no, no. I'm, I'm starting to talk about it, uh, but I haven't even officially <laughs> notified like my people at work and stuff, but I've been working on a project for quite some time. Actually, the idea for this project started before the pandemic um, and then had to, <laughs> then kind of got put on the back burner with the craziness of the pandemic. Cause I don't know if you guys realize this, but mental health has been more in demand than ever. I've never had so many people um, wanting to do sessions and struggling with, you know, all of the implications of, of the pandemic from people who have gotten sick. And, you know, Dr. Morgan talked about long COVID, um, people who have lost loved ones to the pandemic, 
to the frontline doctors and nurses, and I would say us mental health workers as well, getting overwhelmed with the sheer volume of people struggling and traumatized by all of this and um, the massive increase in overdoses and drug abuse, like what we're seeing at the rehab. It's just incredible um, how the last you know two and a half years have impacted everyone. So, um, so right before the pandemic, you know, I had an awareness that already we were dealing with such a highly traumatized world that we live in, especially here in California, where every year, you know, we keep having these fires and I work with clients, you know, who have directly experienced these fires or lost someone in the fires or lost everything, their homes in, in these fires, so much trauma just already. We have so much trauma, but lately in the last few years, we've had even more trauma so I decided that it was time to launch a trauma treatment program. It is called Firebird Healing. We originally were going to start as an in-person type um, uh, program, do an intensive outpatient, which I still have a vision for later on, but um, we're starting it as an online presence. And so our website is going to be launching soon. Um, I'm making July 4th the official launch date because July 4th is Independence Day here in America. And to me, that is symbolic of uh, the beginning of your freedom from trauma. And it, Firebird, as you all know, um, or may not know, is, is the phoenix bird. And the phoenix bird rises from the ashes. So to me, all of that is very symbolic. And I love our logo. And I've just really poured my heart into this creation. And I really desire for it to be the premier treatment trauma treatment program in the country, if not in the world. So um, just very slowly, things are coming together. Our very first project is gonna be a three-part series that TJ Woodward and I are going to an online workshop that we are gonna facilitate on healing from trauma and addiction, something we work with a lot in our conscious recovery method stuff that we've collaborated on. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I'm also involved, um, I'm going to have, I'm actually interviewing her next week, Dawn Cloud Alter. She created this nurses um, program where um, she was really moved by a New York Times article where she, during the pandemic, when she was reading about the frontline nurses and how much trauma they were having to deal with, with COVID. And um, so she created this volunteer project where a number of us therapists have come together to offer free trauma healing sessions for nurses who've been impacted by COVID. So that's one of the projects um, Firebird's involved in and lots of resources, lots of information. I'm actually at some point gonna launch another podcast just for Firebird that is gonna be very specific to interviewing some of the luminaries in healing uh, of trauma. I would, some of my wish list there is people like Besser Vanderkolk, Peter Levine, Pat Ogden, you know, some of the people that have made such huge inroads into our understanding of trauma, how it impacts the body, mind, emotions, and spirit, and how we can heal. Um, I'm so I already have a, a, a wish list of, uh, I have another document for, for that one, for that podcast, the Firebird podcast. Um, and ultimately, in-person workshops, um, everything from like day longs or half day longs to like week long retreats. That's really like, I would love to be able to offer folks like multi-day retreats in beautiful settings in nature all around the world where people can go and heal from their traumas and the things that have um, they have struggled with, their challenges, and um, to really empower people to heal from trauma. 
I would love to have a nonprofit aspect where we can also work with folks who can maybe not afford the treatment. Um, I would like, love to offer some, to have a nonprofit aspect to Firebird. I mean, I have big visions for this. Um, so uh, I'm really excited and you'll be hearing more if you're on my mailing list or if not, if you wanna get on the mailing list and um, find out more, but we're gonna do a launch on July 4th. I'll, I'll go live again in, on Facebook and uh, just talk about more about Firebird and what I'm looking to create there. So stay tuned. That was incredible. I'm really excited for Firebird too. <laughs> yes, Vinny is involved. Vinny is my right-hand guy here with uh, all things technical and back office, behind the scenes, website, <laughs> and all the social media and stuff. And um, yes, Vinny is also part of this creation. The website looks really good. It's almost ready. Um, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited to launch this bird. <laughs> and I wonder how can we like finish this episode? Cause I really, I would, I'd really like for this to turn into an episode, like, so we can launch this on the podcast, yeah. like a yeah. special episode or something like this. Totally. So how can we finish this for everyone that's listening to us and everyone that's watching right now? Just thank you. I just, I just, first off, I want to express my gratitude to everyone who has contributed to the creation of this podcast. So that includes my team, <laughs> Heather, Alexa, Vinny, Chelsea, uh, Jeannie, everyone who's contributed to, to the business side of it, um, the production side of it, um, all of my guests, all of the amazing people and the work that they have done, the audience. Sorry. Everybody who um, has tuned in and who's um, watched and listened, uh, everyone in the Kaleidoscope of Possibilities Facebook group. I just, um, gratitude first and foremost, you know, for everyone um, and gratitude for myself for even having like thought of this and, and, and it went from a vision to a reality and here we are two years later. So I'm grateful to me too. Um, and also, I guess just uh, the message, reiterating the message, you know, of hope. If you are struggling with mental health issues, if you have been challenged by, um, by the things that you've experienced, traumatic experiences, health issues, mental health issues, whatever it is, please know that you can heal from these things. There are techniques, there are approaches, they may not fit the traditional paradigm, but if you're open-minded and you are seeking and you want something to change, you can find ways to change it. Thank you so much, Dr. Adriana, and thank you everyone that listened to us and that were live here with us. Um, Josephine talked a lot in the chat saying hi and saying thank you too. So yeah, bye everybody. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Kaleidoscope of Possibilities, Alternative Perspectives on Mental Health. This has been Dr. Adriana Popescu. If you enjoyed this episode, please like and subscribe and share with others. To find out more about me, my guests, and more, please visit my website at adrianapopescu.org. See you next time.